Thank you and welcome back to Race Industry Week 2023. Joe Castello is with us. We're going to dive back into NHRA drag racing. And uh, we should have with us any second somebody who just won a big championship, right? Oh, yeah. This is great. I Judy referenced it. People who have followed the National Hot Rod Association and the sport of drag racing for uh, a considerable amount of time, know the name Coletta, Connie Coletta, Scott Coletta, and Doug Coletta. Uh, Doug has been chasing a championship for a quarter of a century and had finished six, second place six times over the years and had always been the racer that, uh, you know, if people had to say who was the greatest racer who had not won a championship, that's something that Mark Martin carried around for a long time and others... Doug was that guy. No more. Doug Coletta got the championship done this year in the most dramatic of ways, made it to the final round of the final race, winner take all in the final round against Tony Stewart's wife, Leah Pruitt Stewart, in the most dramatic motorsports moment I think I've ever personally been a part of, and Doug won it. And now Doug is a world champion of drag racing, and he will be forever it was one of the most emotional moments that I had witnessed. I person. couldn't breathe. Yeah. It, <laughs> I just it, needed those four or five seconds to be done and over with. Yeah. And, the, you know, the way they did it with a, a authority, right? A mic drop moment, winning three of the six race playoff and having a great reaction time and a great ET, low ET of the event in the final round. And now Doug is forever a champion. It's just so exciting for the sport of drag racing. So exciting for the Coletta family, which is not just, uh, you know, the, the 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 actual family, but the Coletta Motorsports family extends far beyond uh, just the people in the family to people who have worked with and worked on, not to mention the Coletta Air uh, everybody around the the world working for them, they share in the championship. So it's uh, it's going to be very exciting to speak with Doug here in a few moments. Yeah, yeah. Th you know, thank you, Joe. For... It surprises me he came from open wheel grassroots racing. Well, he was a you said Tony mentioned it yesterday, and that's that is the issue that I you know not to get on a soapbox, but I have a second or two. I mentioned it with Tony Stewart yesterday, and he agreed for reasons unknown. The people who drag race don't quite get the like driver chops respect uh, as some of these other series like, you know, and, and I understand there are different principles, but Doug Coletta and Tony Stewart battled for a USAC championship back to back years, 94 and 95. They raced each other and Doug then went drag racing, as many do. Uh, Ron Caps, our you know funny car champion from a year ago, he jumped into an SRX car with Tony this year led laps, battled people. Uh, this is not something he does all the time. Imagine if he had chosen to go down that career road. Um, they they and, love drag racing for the passion, and it's great that we get to speak with Doug. Doug is with us. Thank you for joining us, Doug. Right. Excellent. Hey, Doug, Joe doing? here. Good to see you once uh, again. Yeah, thanks for having me on here. Yeah, okay. A little bit so, of a scramble last minute, scramble to figure out how to get connected here. I was kind of tied up here, but uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. 
Okay, so uh, you were on my WFO radio podcast live stream a week ago. That was for a drag racing specific audience. Now we have a worldwide motorsports industry audience on the epartrade.com industry week, sports cars, rally cars, Formula One, uh, you know, T TC2000 in, in South America. And drag racing is just a big part of that. But I believe your story is uh, so huge that it should be written about and talked about. But we were just speaking with Franciscan Judy. We spoke with Tony Stewart yesterday about the 94-95 USAC battles between the two of you. Before we get into the meat of the matter of your drag racing championship, what do you recall from those battles with smoke back then when you were still turning left on dirt? Yeah, no, he was always a tough uh, competitor out there for sure. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where we grew up, you know, trying to figure out how to drive cars. It was, uh, you know, it was back in the day, we uh, we both had great equipment. So, uh, you know, we were normally running up front battling for the win. So, uh, so that's probably the, the biggest thing was uh, just trying to beat that guy. <laughs> it was tough, but, uh, but no, it was a lot of fun for sure. Those uh, on tracks, it, it, in, intense moments that, uh, and I was just on my soapbox a moment ago because I just want more people to understand how much goes into being successful in drag racing. And you're a perfect example of someone who came from, uh, you know, dirt racing, circle racing. Your family was were drag racers. And so you got pulled into the sport of drag racing through gravity, if you will, but, um, you know, what's similar? Talk about the mental side, for instance. Yeah, back in the day when, uh, you know, Connie and Scott were both driving, I was I worked on the car for about eight years. And uh, it was like, I don't think a seat is going to open up over here at this dry racing side. So, um, so I ended up with an opportunity uh, uh, through a guy that was working for Connie. And, uh, you know, he was always, he, he ended up, he, with Rich Vogler, I always remember him and Rich Vogler would always seem to get in a wreck and Don would get the worst of it. So he would bring that thing back to the garage and and I was through high school, I was fabricating and welding and doing all that stuff. So I'd spend hours helping him beat this thing back together. And, uh, and that's kind of how the opportunity came along. You know, after spending God knows how many hours trying to help him, he uh, he's went to Connie and said, Hey, we should give this guy an opportunity to, to, to drive one of his midgets. And Don was a hell of a fabricator. So, uh, but, uh, you know, so that's kind of how the whole opportunity started for me. And then, uh, and then really with, uh, my cousin retiring and, uh, you know, seat opening up, I had Ed the Ace McCullough, uh, as my crew chief when I first started and, you know, a really good team so uh so that was a hell of an opportunity but i have to admit the first time i drove that thing because i ran an alcohol car for like it was a frank holly program i ran it for a for about a day i think and uh and then we switched over to the top fuel car and uh I, you know it's just one of those deals you know you're not sure what to expect uh in comparison but but fortunately with with running the sprint cars and the midgets and sliding around and doing all that stuff and those things, uh, you know, I, I kind of figured it out rather pretty quickly. So, uh, but no, it's been, uh, it's been a hell of an opportunity that I've gotten from Connie over the years, uh, really doing both because uh, he supported Don back in the day with, with the midgets. So I kind of rolled right into that deal and uh, 
but yeah, it was it was super cool this year having Connie there at the banquet and uh, you know and, and Sunday and just all the fans and uh, you know it was uh, it was a special moment for sure to have uh, uh, have a part of the the whole Sunday and and the banquet and uh, obviously he's had a number of different guys win the championship over the years so that was really uh, really cool to become part of that group. And that is, I believe, uh, you know, you're talking about getting an opportunity and uh, not a lot of people talk about the time that you, you know, you were working on the bottom end of their cars. It's a tough job. Like you worked your way up. Robert Height was on yesterday talking about working his way up from a crew member. And uh, I don't want to say drag racing is the only motorsport where that is possible. It's certainly not, but it happens on a, on a pretty regular basis. Many of our stars, Ron Caps, Robert Height, yourself, did the did the tough jobs but then you yeah. get the opportunity and you wanted to deliver but um how did that being a crew member turn rent turning wrenches diving under that thing while it's hot getting covered in oil how did that uh help form you as uh as a driver as a racer yeah the one thing about dry racing you know is even sprint car stuff too i mean sometimes you just have to get it done um it's not going to be perfect. You just got a limited amount of time, just make it safe and, uh, and get the thing either on the track or, or back up to the starting line. So, uh, but yeah, just mechanically, um, you know, just working with your hands, it's, it's a good trait and, you know, it's, uh, you know, I've got my son now working on the car and he's figuring things out pretty well. And, um, uh, you know, he's super coordinated. He was a soccer player and he's done that his whole life. So, uh, so it's been kind of fun to to have him working on my car and then and he's uh starting to learn how to fly now so um so get him kind of going with uh with that stuff and uh but yeah it was uh it was growing up with connie it, you know we um he's always been a fix it figure it out kind of guy you know even with the technology of the top fuel cars and figuring out the, ne the how to fix the weakest link is kind of the, what drag racing seems to be all about with particularly the engine and just trying to figure out how to make more power and and uh and keep keep the engine to where it would live uh going down the track so um and the same thing with just building a lot of the stuff on the car so that was uh back in the day something i was spent a lot of time building the ideas that connie would come up with on things that he wanted to to improve on with the car so fortunately uh, my dad, uh, he had a, a welding supply business, him and uh, Connie are, were brothers. So so my dad was, we had all these welding machines and he would sell all this stuff. We had a shop that, uh, you know, we would fix, you know, all kinds of, uh, mostly he was into motorcycle racing. So we were usually fixing and uh, building stuff, uh, you know, that had just two wheels on it. So, um, but I, I think I probably, got off the subject here of uh, what the question was so ah, that's a very john force <laughs> see the guy wins a championship and he's turning into john force already hey david morton is out there in the chat section says everyone at fifth third bank is super proud of you and they're proud of their partnership with coletta motorsports and th that has to be the the uh the ultimate prize is the adoration and just the congratulations from all of these people who have supported you over the years and are, are part of the team, helping fund the team. 
and uh, and making this actually happen. What has that been like for you? David is out there, but there's have has to be plenty more. Yeah, no, that's the thing that, uh, you know, that I was so happy to be able to pull this off for was all the people that have supported me um, and continue to support me. It was an overwhelming, um, yeah, it was just kind of overwhelming with everybody. Um, and obviously the Fifth Third uh, Bank folks have been a big part of um, our team and uh, and our business um, with the airline stuff. So, so yeah, they're great partners. And uh Certainly appreciate them and and that really everybody else that uh, that has supported me and gotten me uh, to this point here. So, um, but no, it was the banquet was super cool. You know, it was uh, just really overwhelming the the support that I got from all our all my competitors and the folks that I've been racing against. Uh, you know, they finally. I uh, you know it was nice to be able to pull it off for everybody that uh, that has had my back over the years. On that note, um, you know, in this, I, I, was it a little weird? Did you understand how everyone looked at you within the sport? Like, did did that prior to the moments? And for those out there uh, at the NHRA Awards Banquet, and, and you can go online and watch this on NHRA's YouTube channel, Doug got multiple standing ovations from everyone in the sport. I would liken it to a Dale Earnhardt Daytona 500 kind of moment where everybody acknowledged that this was something that was well-deserved, well-earned, and they just wanted to show Doug how much they appreciated him. Uh, being the person to receive that moment, Doug, would, did, did you understand that's how everybody thought of you? No, um, I was just relieved, and I still am relieved um, that we... Uh, yeah, we're up. We're obviously we're all out there competing against one another, hoping uh, you know their cars don't start and whatever else happens. Uh, but uh, no, it was. Uh, you know, I've been out there for. I always say it's well, 22 years, this and that, but 26 years. I was actually reminded that uh, it was uh, that many years, and and then being second uh, six times, you know, so it was. Uh, it was one of those moments that, uh, you know, would just, you get the wind light and, you know, it's just a huge, uh, huge relief really for, for me and, uh, and, you know, my family particularly, cause they've been putting up with me for all these years, trying to accomplish this goal. So, uh, um, but yeah, that was, couldn't have done it without them for sure. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, no, it was, it was a proud moment. So let's uh, let's talk about that moment for the people around the world, fans of rally, Formula One, stock cars, just everything that they all have their dream scenario. <laughs> and, uh, you know, maybe you're going into the final lag is out uh, and, and you're in second place and you got to make a pass like everybody has their own moment for Doug. It was the final round of the final race against his closest competitor and whoever won would be the world champion. You knew that going to the starting line. You had one of the best that there's ever been, Alan Johnson as your tuner. He was brought on by Connie for this moment. You'd finish second six times in your career, winner take all final, take everybody into, into that moment as you prepared to make that run. Yeah, definitely. You know, with the way our NHRA point system is, um, you know, that was... I mean, that's, it played out perfectly for, uh, you know, to 
build the excitement of what uh, of how that point system is designed, and that's certainly what happened. Um, you know, but really, uh, you know, just I was actually I was pretty confident. You know, with you know, obviously uh, it was a big moment, but I I was actually felt as comfortable as as I was, you know, pretty much throughout the day. So uh, just needed to go up there, you know, rely on my guys and. Uh, like I say, I got I've got the best uh, best team, uh, you know, Alan Johnson, uh, you know, Brian Houston, all these guys that uh, been racing against forever and uh, competing against, uh, you know, finally in my corner. And uh, but no, it was a proud moment for sure to be able to, to pull off the win with those uh, with my guys. And uh, you know, it really we had been kind of struggling for the last. Uh, early part of the season and uh and kind of got hot right there at the end so so yeah getting the three wins at the last six races um you know we were we were building confidence as as the year was as the season was finishing and uh yeah it was it was really a thing of beauty for uh for me and my team to be able to pull it off Emily out there, world-class act. You could feel the energy all weekend long, well-deserved. Certainly a, a great moment, motorsport history, uh, but not without struggle. You mentioned struggle in the countdown. In the first race of the playoff system, you guys uh, you, you know, had a, a tire go down in, uh, right in the lights. You, you, you controlled the car in a very difficult situation. And, uh, you know, we, we don't even talk about that, right? Like the fact that you were able to bring that thing to a safe stop and get out, um, a lesser driver might not have been able to keep it together, but you did and you rolled out a backup car and won the race. And that's really where the energy changed. That moment had to be um, th the potential to be demoralizing. Like, oh my gosh, here we are in the playoffs yeah, and we just lost yeah. our primary car. Yeah, that was unfortunate for sure. Uh, and that was pretty lucky on my part, really, with uh, just how it all played out with, uh, you know, I had the shoot. I usually get one shoot out a little earlier than the second one. And uh, yeah, it was uh, felt real fortunate because usually when you have a tire issue, it just doesn't normally end well. And uh, especially right there in the lights. But uh, yeah, it, uh, so we got back to the trailer. You know, we looked at the car and it, you know, it was uh, a moment that you weren't sure, you know, what we were going to have going forward with our with our other car that we hadn't run all year. And uh, we pulled that thing out of the trailer and it was Helen and the guys, they, you know, it was it was a happy car, I guess you could say, because uh, you know, it responded well to the tune up that we had put in it. And uh, yeah, so it was kind of interesting throughout the last few races, everybody talking about the canopy car and this and that, and uh, leaving that thing, uh, leaving it in the trailer. But uh, I have to admit, the, the one thing about that canopy car, it's like a, it's almost like a Cadillac. You know, that thing is quieter. You know, it would just being inside the, you know, inside the thing was kind of interesting. Uh, but as far as I'm concerned, uh, you know, really whatever works for my guys. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what they come up with for uh, for next year and what we're going to start the year with, either a canopy car or not. So that's a that's open. That's not you're not demanding one or the other. You're open to either. 
And uh, a lot of speculation on that. People have said you'll never drive a canopy car ever again, but you sound open to it. Yeah, it's, I'm usually, uh, I wheel in there a couple hours before qualifying starts on Fridays and, uh, you know, they don't, as far as making changes on the tune up and all that stuff, I just show up and drive that thing. So I'm, uh, I'm fortunate in that respect because, uh, you know, obviously if I had to get in there and, and work on the thing, but they really by design just to keep everything nice and organized, you know, everybody has a job. So, uh, um, but yeah, whatever they really uh, feel works the best for uh, for Alan and, and you know, Brian, uh, it's kind of what I'm down with. Alan Johnson, Brian Houston doing a great job. So Doug, uh, look ahead. Is this the end of a chapter or is this the end of a story? You guys didn't bring over Alan and Brian and I know they didn't sort through all of everything to get it to the way that they liked to win only one, uh, you know, three races and one championship together. Um, do you feel like this is the beginning of a run? I know you can't predict your performance, but winning the three of the last six, uh, we get going again with the Mission Foods Drag Racing Series in March at the Gator Nationals, and you're the champ. Yeah, so, uh, no, it'll be, uh, it'll be good. We'll see what uh, what we come out of the you know out of the gate with here. We're going to have a ton of momentum, um, you know, a little more skipping our step here. So, uh, um, you know, we obviously got uh, got the resources behind us. So, um, you know, Connie and you know, we're we're going to start the year with the two dragsters again in the funny car, and you know, the goal is is to get all three of those cars running up front, uh, you know, at all the races. So, uh, but um, that's my hope is, you know, we're going to keep that thing running strong and just running towards the front. And, you know, you know how tough our field is in the class. Um, so you really, you really have to, you know, be a one step ahead of everybody to, to, you know, get these wins. It, they don't come easy. Um, I can tell you that. And, you know, just, uh, I'll be looking forward to it. That's for sure. Probably along with yourself. So, uh, that, uh, I love drag racing and, uh, you know, we plan on, uh, having a, hopefully another great year next year. On that note, uh, and you know, we're winding down here a couple more minutes. Um, just the outlook on the sport in general, you mentioned top fuel, the Kings of the sport, the quickest accelerating machines on earth, um, never having been more challenging and competitive, uh, Mission Foods coming in to sponsor the sport uh, in for in, in 2024 and beyond. There's a lot of really positive news and energy around drag racing. You've been around a long time. Just kind of summarize it all. Yeah, no, it's it. Uh, we're gonna, I think, be uh, probably 20 or 21 events next year. Um, so, uh, you know, as long as we keep our car counts up, that's that's really the main goal with. Uh, with really all of the classes. And I think the direction that the NHRA is going, um, supporting, you know, just trying to increase uh, all of what they do to support the teams, I think is going in a good direction. So, um, but that's really what we need is, you know, just keep our car counts up and, you know, the competition, uh, you know, it's it's gonna be tough, right? So, um, 
but you know really the facilities that we're running at uh, you know the power of these cars you know it's and the fact that the older you get you know the more people you come with come across with that uh, it always seems like with drag racing uh, people with short attention spans are uh, like myself <laughs> you know it's a great sport for that so you don't have to sit there and watch it for uh, you know four hours or whatever three hours to uh, you know to see what's going on so uh, or catch your your favorite guy so so it's a little different in that respect um three you know 3.7 seconds or whatever and the race is over and um so i think it's there's a certain audience out there that really enjoys that and you know we've got a great following uh you know with our sport and uh and uh yeah no i'm excited and uh you know i think the nhra and what they got going on is good so we're uh looking forward to, to getting back out there well doug i i appreciate it this has been uh, you know it's history it's drag racing history connie made his scott made his and now you have made yours as a top field world champion but i'm really excited to see what you do with it as uh as you go into 2024 and beyond and i see francisca and judy are on judy said she couldn't breathe for the whole final round and she was uh unable to and i felt that too it was amazing it was drag racing history and you lived it and congratulations well thank you guys appreciate all the support and uh, thanks for having me on today so excited and thank you for joining us this year doug it's been a pleasure thank you yeah, no, thank you. Thank you. You thank guys are you, doing a great you. job. I was watching that a little bit yesterday with what you have going on, and uh, mm -hmm. it uh, it looks like a heck of an effort you put together with all the all of what you're doing. Thank you. You know, Doug, out thank of a you. pandemic, we just created this, and it just keeps getting better every single year. So, thank you for you're doing a great job. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Parts and connect with suppliers. Choose race team if you own or are a member of a professional race team. Then, enter your company name. Please provide a website, Facebook page, or LinkedIn if you have one, and choose to either claim or join the company. You can view and agree to our terms of use here. If you'd like to receive our weekly newsletter, choose Accept. Finally, click Register Now and your registration will be submitted for approval. An email will be sent to your inbox. Please confirm your email address and you will be approved shortly. Welcome to ePartrade.